Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Distraction Pieces podcast. My name is Scroobius Pip and this is episode 306 and it's the first guest of 2020. Um, thank you for tuning in, guys. And thanks for all the love for the Films of the Year podcast that came out on Monday. Always, always a big reaction to, to that. If you've listened already, one of the Films of the Year is Uncut Gems, uh, which is... The, the the it's the, directed by the Safadi brothers who are next week's guest and i wanted to mention it now because it's out on limited in limited cinemas from january 10th so i wanted to give that a shout now ahead of the podcast in the podcast obviously i'll let you know it's on netflix in 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 time to come but um yeah as you will have heard if you heard that end of the year one uh or films of the year sorry you will have heard it's one of two films along with waves in fact uh the lighthouse as well that i really recommend seeing in the cinema and monos actually four there's only four i said you have to see in the cinema really um but yeah uncut gems is one that the sound of the film really the cinema is the only place to do it justice so anyway enough of that this week's guest is carl pilkington how exciting is that? I I didn't mention this for ages because I was I was lining it up and I wanted it to be the first proper guest of the year because Carl is one of the reasons I podcast. I guess I um the the Ricky Gervais podcast with St- Stephen Merchant and Carl Pilkington was the first podcast I became obsessed with, along with then Adam Buxton and Joe Cornish. Um, if this is your first time tuning in to the Distraction Pieces podcast. May I recommend going and enjoying the Stephen Merchant episode or the Adam Buxton episode or the Joe Cornish episode, Um, you know, or Simon Pegg, Nick Frost had some wonderful guests over the years. But yeah, I was very excited to have this chat. And I know that Carl wasn't doing loads and loads of of podcasts. I believe he did the Two Shot podcast, which is one of my favourites with Craig Parkinson. He's amazing. So keep an eye out for that or check the podcast out in general. But yeah. I know he wasn't doing tons of podcasts, and I know he's not a fan of doing tons of press. So, I felt really honoured that he'd uh, he'd requested to come on on distraction pieces. So I won't ramble on too much. As ever, speechdevelopmentrecords.com is where you can buy my music. I've just added my debut album from years ago. I've added it on vinyl f- for the first time into the web store, but also loads of merch, w- winter merch, my Edinburgh Fringe show DVD, all that kind of thing. And patreon.com slash Pip is where you can pledge a dollar a month to support the podcast um, and have previews of who's coming. So everyone on Patreon knew that I'd recorded uh, with Carl before Christmas. Um, so yeah, that's all I need to tell you. Uh, actually, that isn't all I need to, to, to tell you. I mentioned that next week's guest, uh, the Safety Brothers film Uncut Gems, is out on January 10th. But I mean, what we're here to talk about Carl Pilkington's new series, or the new series of his show, Sick of It, is starts on Friday 10th of Jan at 10pm on Sky One. And there's six episodes, I think. And yeah, the ones I've seen have been absolutely fantastic. We talk about that, we talk about podcasts, we talk about everything. But yeah, I almost started the podcast without getting the essential plug of Sick of It starts on Sky One at 10pm on Friday the 10th of Jan. Set your series link now or tune in live. Anyway, this is episode 306 of the Distraction Pieces podcast. 
with Carl Pilkington. But continue. You were just yeah, just uh, just, just saw how you were a podcast um, fan. Yeah, I wasn't at the beginning. You know, when when we first started doing them, when Ricky brought the idea of doing podcasts. Because that's it. Because you guys started it all essentially. I don't know. So, did we or is that? Are you really in the UK? I think you definitely did. I think there was stuff going on in America, right? Maybe, but in the UK, it was hundred percent. Are you guys? I had a weird thing when Adam Buxton was starting his podcast over right. it, and he was asking me for some advice, and I was like, it was. You and, yeah. and Ricky and Steve and Adam and Joe were the two podcasts were the only ones I'd, I'd listened to back yeah. in the day because they were the only two that were about and, and Russell's one, I guess. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so it seems odd that you're a late adopter. A, a late listener to them, yeah. <laughs> but I think because... Uh, I think they've changed quite a bit as well, haven't they? And you, you, it's not just um, kids messing about in bedrooms anymore yeah. doing yeah. a show for the mates. Yeah. It's, it's proper. And I like the freedom... Um, this is the only sort of, you know, I'm doing press here for, like, Sick of It Series 2. And if there's one bit I hate doing with this job, it's the press. Yeah. I'd, I'm not comfortable with it. I was um, going to say, I can't imagine you enjoying press in any way, sh- shape or no, form. No, I'm, I'm, I think you've got to be a certain type of person and have a certain confidence to be able to, um, to sit and talk about yourself and sell something that you've done. And I, I just haven't got that. Yeah, honestly, it's like I've I've always been happy with the stuff I've done, stuff I've made. But as far as I'm concerned, once it's made, it's kind of like, well, can't Sky tell everyone about it? Yeah, <laughs> why am I flogging it? Yeah, or who's going to believe me anyway? Even if I say, oh yeah, it's really good, you go, yeah, well, you would say that. Yeah, so exactly. You can't beat word of mouth. <laughs> I want other people to go, oh yeah, I like that. It's just weird. I mean, it was a screening today and the Q and A, and honestly, I didn't sleep last night. Um, right. Just worried about oh god you know because everything makes sense when you're writing something everything makes sense at the time of writing yep and it's been a long time you know all the editing and everything takes months so i've kind of moved on in my head yeah. and then people go what was the where did the idea come from uh, like, i haven't got i, I, can't, I can't remember, remember. yeah you should have asked me like seven months ago and again it, it, it's all stuff that it's like if you repeat the same word over and over again, it stops sounding stops like a word. Sense. So when you've written it, it makes sense. When you've then spent several months filming it, yeah. it's made less and less sense. Yeah. When you've then been watching edits and rushes, yeah. you don't even know what you're looking at anymore. No. And so it's by me, the time it's it's me there, as well. You yeah, know, it's not exactly. like Richard who I wrote it with. He can sort of watch it and, you know, he's involved, but not as involved. But when it's me telling a story that we came up with and a minute twice. It's just very hard for me to look at it as a outsider. Yeah. So because of that, I'm just... Um, I'm a nervous wreck when... Um, I've got a bit better. I mean, this jumper I'm wearing today, I'd, I normally always wear this when I'm doing a Q&A. It's like my right. security your blanket. Comfort, comfort, if you look back yeah. online at videos of wow. stuff... Yeah. Um, uh, it's, a re- it's got holes in it and everything, but uh, <laughs> it's just a little security blanket. Like, well, I wore this ages ago when I did the first one. It's all right. Say, is there a history of it? Is is the one you wore at the first? For, uh, yeah, it is, yeah. Know, yeah. I've had it years. Um, my mate takes a piss out of me because every time he sees me, he's like, "You've got that jumper on again." <laughs> but um, I'm really rubbish at it. And I remember the first one. I remember feeling sick in anything in front of crowds. Yeah. And that's why, when it comes to press, 
I don't like it because, and that's why I like podcasts, because this is just me and you having a chat yeah, in a yeah, room. Yeah. But when you do other press, you know, they say, oh, well, you go on a chat show and I did it once, uh, did Alan Carr, and nothing against Alan Carr, he does what he does, but just that whole live audience and then an audience there laughing when you say something, it's like, well, I won't being funny. Yeah. And it sort of knocks you out a little bit and it sort of knocks you out of your train of thought. I was, I was, think, I was thinking something then and everyone laughed and now I don't know. And, you know, I remember him sort of going, as soon as I walked on, he was like, oh, you haven't made much of an effort, you know, with the clothes they had on. Yeah. And, and I was like, oh, yeah, I haven't. But it's kind of like, well, this is what I normally wear and I want to be comfortable. It's... I, it, it, everything, honestly, it's just... It made me go, I am so not for this sort of work. Yeah, yeah. And yet you need to do it. Yeah. You need to be able to go out there and talk about what you do to get people to watch it. But I, it's the bit, I just, I can't, I can't do it's, it. It's a different world, right? Because again, I, I watch, I've mentioned this a few times recently, but I watched a series called Nathan For You, and mm. I love it. I think it's amazing. It's this weird comedian and he's doing these, odd things in real life and you can't tell if he's acting or playing a character or if it's really him but on one of them essentially it what's this on it, it was on paramount right. it was big in america on comedy central and it's like this praised show right. like i think you'd love it honestly yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's on i think it's on sky on on, on box sets right. and that um but he did a thing about the fact so he's that, got a promotion he's not here he's not having to sell it yeah, it's just word of yeah. mouth you see I, that's what i'm talking about but that's it he did an episode that's about the fact that and it's something i hadn't really realized but it makes sense but i'm the same as you i could never do it but uh, these big film stars who are going on your alan cars and all this they have their set anecdotes planned yeah. and here's what we're going to say here's what we're going to do and then you watch it and they will have done it in the uk in america in 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 australia it'll be the same things and it makes perfect sense because if you've only got 10 minutes, you need to make Nail it, it as yeah. appealing as possible. But coming from you, you, yourself, from the podcast world and radio world, that's not how it works. No. And it, for me, it feels completely alien to go. I'd, I used to feel weird like doing this, the same songs in the same order when I was touring right. doing music because I'm like, well, what if someone was here last night? It's like, well, no, you're not meant to. You're allowed to do the same thing, but it'd feel the same with an anecdote. If I've got my set anecdote, I'd be like, someone will have heard this before and I'm going to feel like a right prick. Yeah. And it's that weird yeah, thing repeating. of that organising it. and Yeah. yeah, No, and, and with stories, I mean, all the podcast stuff that we've done over the years, I mean, one of the reasons it just couldn't carry on is because the amount of stuff we'd said... we. We don't know if we've talked about it before. Yeah, it's the biggest. You know, I think it's the biggest issue in podcasts, in particular with mates, because you discuss shit. You don't yeah. remember if you, and then you'll do something, and people go, "You've told that story before." Like, yeah, all right. I, 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 I honestly can't remember. You know, I've heard um, some of my mates' stories hundreds of times, but I yeah, love them because we yeah. get drunk and they tell that story again. Yes, yeah. Sometimes, yeah, you want to hear a story yeah, again. It's yeah. like, I'll oh, tell. Yeah, oh, there's someone new there. Yeah. It's like tell them that story. And, yeah, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I struggle with that. Just the giving a you know the perfect sound bite, and I do lean towards reasons not to watch it or something. Or you yeah. know, I'm, it's just the way I'm sort of programmed that I'm a bit. It's a it's a confidence thing. It's yeah. just if I say it's not very good, then they can't moan at me and yeah. say it's not very good, is it? Because then I can go, well, I told you that. Yeah, that's how it works. I've I've kind of always been. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, yeah, it's preparing yourself for Which, the, the, the 
the failure, yeah. essentially. Yeah. Yeah, which, can, which can become self-fulfilling yeah. prophecy. Yeah. But I'm ready for it to fail. It's, like, it's probably going to fail then, mate. <laughs> but but it's, only, it's only the thing of, you know, the, if it does, you have, you have protected yourself a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to change. I don't think... Uh, <laughs> I don't even want to get rid of that. I think it's healthy yeah. to um, not be confident because it sets you up. It's, uh, and, it, and it's... It's a bit like in sick of it with the inner self. It's just there in it going, people aren't going to like this. It's not yep. gonna... And that's what makes you work harder. Yeah. It makes you work, you know, nothing's ever good enough. So you never just write one script and go, that'll do. You read it and you go, oh, that's not, how can I make that better? Yeah. How can I change it? Or change it? Still not very good. You know, the voice in your head, go on, what's that bit about? Why yeah. is that, how's that even made on the page? That's rubbish. Change that. And that's what it's like. Right up until the filming of the scene, I'm constantly on to Richard, sending emails at three in the morning, four in the morning, going, listen, that scene tomorrow, what a change it. And he's like, Jesus, you know. Leave uh, it alone, Carl. Leave it. It's fine. <laughs> it's like, no, honestly. And then he's kind of going, but what does that mean? If you change that, does that have a knock-on effect to another scene? Isn't that? Mm. But that's also what's good about it. I quite like that um, sort of uh, on-the-edge-of-your-seat yeah. stuff. Um, I suppose that, that's as close to doing the travel stuff. Yeah. Because that was just film stuff and see what happens. Whereas when you're writing stuff, you haven't got that. Yeah. It's a different ball game altogether. You yeah. can keep tweaking. Particularly when you're playing two characters in the same scene. You yeah. can't improvise that much because really. it needs to be quite tight to what you're then going to shoot yeah. separately. And and for those who don't know, Sick of It, so uh, Series 2 is on its way. Yeah. Um, and it's it's a series where the, you're playing a guy called Carl yeah. and mm-hmm. he's got another version of him who no one else can see who's just kind of talking. And I think it's a perfect s- setup because I think there's a few reasons I think it's a really even cleverer than it may look s- setup. And one part is what you were known for yeah. was essentially the, the second character. Yeah. The one that is saying, no, this is shit, that's nonsense, yeah. and, and kind of being irrational because that's what you were you were pushed to and played up to on the podcasts. Yeah. But the thing I love about it is it means that you can tackle some big subjects in a way that a lot of sitcoms w- w- wouldn't feel comfortable because you've got one character there that you're already establishing is slightly irrational. So there's things from um, midlife crisis to yeah. b- b- body issues. The, yeah, the one yeah. I think is now the most is the caring for or being a carer for a family member because yeah. the imaginary Carl can say, God, this is a nightmare. Oh, she's... Doing my head in. Yeah. And the real car can go, look, it's it's yeah. a relative. Let's relax a yeah. bit and be nice. But it means because those things are real as well. Got and the it's best so of both worlds. Yeah, it's it's so hard to discuss a lot of that stuff because there's so many sensitive issues that people are scared to talk about. God, yeah. But if you can have someone go, it's you know what? I love my nan or mum or whoever I'm caring for, but also there's points it ruins my week yeah. that I've had to wipe her ass. I'm or glad, that I've had to do this or do I'm, that. Yeah. I'm glad you've picked up on it because a lot of people, especially, you know, because I've done stuff with Ricky and Steve, people always sort of class me as some sort of comedian or something, and I'm not. I'm far from it. I'm not, uh, you know, in, just being associated with them, they make jokes. Ricky's got his big laugh, you know. <laughs> so they go, oh, they're all funny. Yeah. And I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just me. Do you know what I mean? And now and again, all right, I might say something funny, but so does everyone, but it doesn't mean you, you're funny. And um, it was always uh, the big thing I was worried about when, you know, I was done with the travelling, I couldn't do it anymore. And um, 
Sky were like, cars. Oh, I, I thought about writing something. And I was worried that it was going to be like, yeah, but they're going to want something where it's all about laughs. Yeah. And I'm not drawn towards that on the telly. Mm. I don't really watch that many com- comedies. I like stuff about life, struggles, yeah. you know. Kez is my favourite film of all time. There's, yeah. You know, it's not it's yeah. not that in a comedy. Yeah. So there's funny bits in it with the PE scene. And yeah. yeah. But, yeah. but I like the... I mean, did, did you watch the thing recently about it with Greg Davis? No. He did, like, a documentary going back and he saw the real oh, Billy really? Casper. And they've shown a clip in the middle of it of where he gets the, the dead bird out of the bin. Bit of a spoiler if, you know. <laughs> um, and um, I welled up. Yeah. I was crying. I was crying. I mean, Suzanne was there, my girlfriend, and she doesn't see me cry that much. Yeah. And she, so she was laughing because she, she doesn't... She, she cries at happiness, you know, like on Strictly when someone's going... Oh, and that dance was for me, Gran, and yeah. she's here tonight. Oh, shut up! Yeah. And the crowd's going. Oh, she's welling up at that. Whereas I'm like, oh, playing that card, yeah. playing the card to get the vote. You want to get me? Pull a dead bird yeah, out. Exactly. Of yeah. But uh, but honestly, with that cares, <laughs> even though I haven't watched the whole film there, and it was just that clip, it took me right back to the yeah. film. And I, yeah. honest to God, big lump in my throat. And Love that it. to me, getting that sort of reaction, is loads better than a laugh. Yeah. I know you've got to have a laugh. But for me, I, I just think that's more important to tap into the stresses of the world, yeah. the thing that get you down. And it's weird because some people who enjoyed, like, the travel stuff watched Sick of It 1 and they were a bit like, oh, it's, you know, not that funny, is it? And it's like, no, no, it isn't. Nope. It isn't. <laughs> You're absolutely right, it isn't. And a lot of Idiot Abroad and that, if you took out some of the activities and just had my talking head... It's not that funny. Yeah. It's me going on with issues and what I see of things and what I think. And it was just those images of me dancing with the tribe that made a lot of people go, oh, look, he's, he's dancing with the tribe, look. Oh, yeah. look at him, look, you can see his bollocks there, look. And, and that, that was, for some people, that's funny. Yeah. That, for me, was there as a bit of colour and showing a yeah. tribe in some jungle. So some people, it was easier to understand, yeah. whereas I think sick of it is the same it's the same. It's it's the things that are in my head. Um, they came out of my head. The things I struggle with in life. But it's got a narrative this time instead of just, oh, he's dancing. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's eating a, you know, a squashed toad. Yeah. You yeah. know, all uh, it's it's the same because that's all I've got. Yeah. You know, I am me. That is all I've got to work with. I'm not a proper actor. Um, I am what I am. And that's what we make programmes out of. So it is me, but just different but for some people it's it's too much well, it's it's what i like about it is it doesn't it's going to sound like an odd thing to say but it i don't think it plays for comedy or no. for drama no. it just plays for reality which is odd when it's a show where there's an imaginary version that of you know that but thing. it just plays life and then there's going to be humor in there yeah. there's going to be d- d- drama in there yeah um any scene if you added a backing track of Gervais's laugh. It's funny. There you go, it's the comedy bit. Yeah. But yeah. but you've removed that and gone, well, you decide if you find it funny yeah. or not, if you find it dramatic or not. And I think, I like that about it, because I think it's so, I think we are at a time with TV where it doesn't have to be, is this for the comedy department or the drama department? Is this, where does this slot? It's like, well, just watch it. And you'd like, and most you like of the it. best stuff these days will have hugely dramatic moments and then laugh out loud moments. Yeah. There's a real mixture in it. Well, it works as well because it, you, your emotions are all right. over the shop, yeah. you yeah. know, and uh, that is how life is, yeah. And that's what 
try to do with it. Um, you know, starting off with a little idea for an episode, just a little small scene and that plants, you know, it's a little seed and then that grows and now that has a knock-on effect in yeah. an episode. So it might seem like, oh, this is just a scene for an observation about something in life. But it shows how in life, it's like that but, it's the butterfly effect or something yeah, people yeah, talk yeah, about. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, a butterfly flaps its wings and it causes an earthquake somewhere or whatever. Um, it's a bit like that. That's the, that's the bit I enjoyed most about writing the episodes is that thing of where does it start and then how is that linked to the theme of that episode? Yeah. And you have to, you do have to watch it and take in everything that's happening to understand it. If you're one of them people who just want something to look up now and again whilst you're pissing through, about with Twitter, yeah, I, yeah. I think you're going to be a bit lost. Yeah. You, you, you do have to follow it. It's not... Like, it's not you've been framed. How mad that it's a weird thing now to to spend months and months working on something and then have the audacity to ask for people's attention. I know. <laughs> it's I like, know. What, how dare you ask for my actual attention? It's like, yeah, if you could pop your phone down and, and more, watch this thing with words on, you'll get more out of it. More telly than ever, and yet more distractions. Yeah. And, um, God, yeah. I feel like a waste of time sometimes. It does get me down. Yeah. Because that, that's just the way people watch stuff now. I, I saw The Joker recently in the cinema. Yeah. And uh, people just on the phone. People on their phone in the cinema, I struggle n- not to have a word or kick off because it's like, what, what are you doing? What, what are you doing? It's not cheap. It's not cheap going to the cinema. So I've, I've genuinely got a mate that I've not spoken to in three or four years because I did a post saying that if you get your phone out in the cinema, you're scum. Um, and they messaged me separately to say, you know, sometimes... And I was like, no, 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 if you do that, you're scum, and I wouldn't back down, so we just stopped being friends. (laughs) Genuinely, we just went, well, that's that then. So what was his his reason for thinking it was... Well, they were saying... It it was actually a girl, but she was saying, well, what if, you know, I'm worried about... You know, I've recently had a kid. What if I'm worried about my daughter at home? And my point was... Don't go to the cinema yeah, then. Yeah. Go somewhere else and do something that you can have. And again, that's not having a go at anyone, but no. watch a film at home or go out for a meal or do any of these other Plus, things. You want to enjoy that it. going to ruin someone else's fun. Because again, if I'm in the cinema and there's a light, that is a distraction. Of course and it, is. It, does, it does ruin it. But they were saying all these different scenarios. They were saying, and my answer always was, you shouldn't be going to the, the cinema then. No. You, if you, if, and again, you I can't trust your babysitter or yeah. whatever to, to yeah. do the job that you've been paid to do. And I completely understand that fear and panic, but still it's like, well, do something else because it's clear until you're comfortable. Yeah. And then go and, go and catch a film, mate. Yeah. But no, yeah, I'm, I'm with it's, you. It's, it's, with you, it's, right? it's killer. But speaking of, of, of film, of cinemas and whatnot then, how have you found watching the show with an audience? Because you've done that today. Because it's the, the weird thing... The way you came to to the public eye was you sharing, as you said, a lot of your thoughts that you don't particularly think are funny, no. and Gervais and Merchant cracking up at them. Yeah, they. So make it was it funny, you'd probably they? said those things without anyone laughing, perfectly normal. Them laughing made it some of the best comedy podcasts in ever. Yeah. So, is there a similar thing with the show where you've made it, and then there's people laughing at points that you're like, as as when you're on Alan Carr, you're like, why are you laughing? laughing? There was but a it's a good bit. thing. In, in this situation, it's but, a positive, right? You know, people are going to do what they're going to do, and it is positive for mm. people to laugh. But then I'm sat there worrying, going, do they, are they getting the other messages in this, or are they just waiting for that next bit that might make them laugh? Right. That's my worry. Yeah. And then, you know, there's also the thing of, oh, God, they've, they've just laughed over a bit that's quite important for the sort of uh, storyline. 
Do you know, like, yeah. one of the lines that yeah. was, was important. Right, so, so missed, then, yeah. missed a detail because yeah. they're laughing. And I'm thinking, is it going to make sense now? Because it's just like... Can everybody we, said they liked it. Can we it. rewind it? Yeah, honestly. <laughs> honestly, um, you missed a bit there, yeah, guys. Yeah, it's really important. Like, <laughs> don't laugh this time. But, um, yeah, like I say, everyone gets something different out of films and programmes, and it's not for me, is it, to sit there. All I can say is it was never done for laughs. It was more trying to deal with the things that stress me out in life and then make a little story about how my mind works yeah. and hopefully pull out the art strings at some bits and um, just just to enjoy it. It's a, it's a difficult one to sell because a lot of telly these days is all, um, you know, it's heavy, big, heavy stuff, isn't it? Yeah. It really and, I, I, and that isn't me. So it was just getting that tone. And, and you, you hit the nail on the head before about this inner self thing. You know, that, that could have got in the way. It might have thrown people a little bit. Like, oh, is it like bewitched? Yeah, Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. oh, it's a little bit quirky. It's a little bit odd that he's got this voice in his head. But I think once people watched it and understood it, they knew, I think they could relate to it. I had messages from people saying they get it. You know, they get what I'm trying to do. And, and life is that struggle between knowing what the right thing is to do and try to please other people, but at the same time try to please yourself and, you know, getting that balance right in life. Yeah. Do you enjoy having an artistic outlet for the things that annoy you? Because I, I think, again, I think that's, that's something that Ricky's done in his writing for years. Afterlife's a prime out. example of it. There's, there's certain scenes that I'm like... That's not the character angry. That's Ricky angry about something, and he's written. You know what I mean? He's, yeah. he's gone, I need to have a rant about this. I think um, I, I that think could have been a tweet. I can't imagine. Yeah, I, I can't imagine doing anything any other way. Really, yeah. I, I couldn't write about wizards. Yeah, because I've never thought about them. And I don't know how a wizard thinks and what problems a wizard has. <laughs> uh, whereas I write about stuff I've worried about yeah. and gets to me. So definitely, yeah. definitely, there's definitely a case of like emptying my head and having a chance to get rid of some niggles, but not in that sort of, oh, here's an observation, let's put that in it, and that doesn't lead to anything. Yeah, it's making it go somewhere. It's making it go yeah, somewhere. Yeah, yeah, it's not yeah. an episode like Grumpy Old Men, Yeah, where yeah. it's just like, oh, don't you hate, you know, uh, all yeah. that, that yeah, people yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's uh, something people can relate to, and then write, what what does that mean? Where does that go? Where can it go? I, I, like, like I said to you, I love that bit. I love the just having that little daft idea, but going, why do I think that with that? Um, in series one, there was the episode about, you know, screaming kids and babies and all that. And I haven't had kids, and I, I don't want kids. But I sort of flipped that on its head. And I kind of thought, do I not want kids because the kind of opportunity to have kids has kind of gone now mm. so is that me convincing myself that i don't want them yeah because it's gone right. now i don't i don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't at this moment in time whilst i'm sat here with you i'm not thinking that like i don't think that's why it is but you know whenever you do something I, I i'm one for sort of thinking back and going why i, I question myself yeah why why, why, why? So there's an example of it. It's like taking something and twisting it a bit for the sake of, a, of an episode, mm -hmm. but um, changing it. You know, I did an episode of Moaning a Life that was about having kids, and I kind of emptied my head and my thoughts on why I don't want them and why we didn't have them, and what's the point, blah, blah, blah. But then there's always a, 
another side to that, isn't they? Yeah. Like, oh, actually, though, I wonder if I got that right. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe I would have been a brilliant dad. But yeah. Never. Have you got kids? No, no. Do you want them? Uh, Don't at know. the moment, no. But again, it's, it's it's probably that same thing. There'll be a point where I'm going. Well, how long can I say at the moment? No. Yeah. And, and when does it just become no? And it's still. Or when it's, does it become yes? Do you know what I mean? Is is that yeah? I think if it would have happened by accident, yeah, then they'd go. Oh well. There's. Yeah. Let's get on with it. It's and I'm sure. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Isn't it? Look at that. Look at that. And you go on about it, showing it everyone. But. <laughs> But it hasn't <laughs> happened, and and I don't want it. But I do sometimes think, oh well, it might come a time when I go, oh, I got that, I got that wrong. Yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't just want them. Have you got any pets? Yeah. What have you got? A couple of cats. Do you like them? Love them. That'll do. And it's, I know, <laughs> I, it does do. And we worry about them a lot. Yeah. Like it, we, we don't like going away for more than four days because the cat. Uh, we've we've kind of got one cat and we've taken on another cat that isn't ours but it's ours a lot yeah um, it's, it looks after itself but you know it's, so we've kind of got two but really got one it likes our company and not other people it's quite scared of other people yeah a bit like me I'm I'm like that I don't really let people in yeah 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 um, and I don't know if that's rubbed off onto me onto the cat yeah and now when the doorbell goes I normally ignore the doorbell and the cat legs it. Right. So it is me. We could yeah. do it in a, in a, in a cat. Yeah. <laughs> if we did a series three, we could carry yeah. this on. So, um, I love so, that you're, so, you're living sick of it, but instead of another Carl, it's the it's cat. It's a little is cat. Your, It'd be a lot the... easier, I tell you. I'm changing clothes all the time. But, um, <laughs> but yeah. It's, it's an interesting one because people who have kids will get annoyed if you start comparing having a pet to having a kid. But, really? but there's different things that, like, I can honestly say if I go around a mate's house, I'm more excited to go around a mate who's got a dog to see their dog than I am to go around and see their kid. And that's not an offensive way. I'm just, I really, I think dogs are fucking great. They really excite me. So it's perfectly reasonable to say I'm more likely to have a dog than have a child at the moment. That, that's something that feels more, I want to spend my life with that creature in my... I know, but it's weird. We've got some friends who like, they've got kids and they recently said to me, oh, you know, you haven't seen them for a while. Yeah. And I went, no, no, no. and they went. They were asking the other day why you never see them, and I went, the heck! What about? And they went, no, they were. I was like, no, they didn't. And it sort of stuck with me a bit because I think I, do you know? And it's a, it's not a good thing to do, but do you look at other people and think they're all thinking like you? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah So yeah, yeah. I know when I was a kid, I didn't care about my mum and dad's mates or relations. I just wanted to play out. Yeah. They're like adults, and all right, I'd, I'd be there and go, all right, and then I'd be out. Yeah. I wouldn't sort of be saying to me dad, um, listen, dad, when's why, why hasn't Uncle Alf been round? <laughs> I'm seeing him for two weeks. Has, has he got a problem with me? I, I, I was busy in my own little head. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't yeah. give a shit. Yeah. So as something changed, they might have been giving me a load of flannel just to make me feel a bit bad. I don't know, but or are kids like that now? Do they uh, have they changed? Do they like to? Be around older people more, or this is this is what scares me with it. I don't know how the world works. No. I completely agree. I think that lost. one of my my biggest realizations, the most important realizations in recent years, is that we don't all think the same, and we just think different stuff. Like realizing that there's not something wrong with me that I don't particularly want to go out to the pub or to a party. That I'd rather be at home watching a film, whatever. It doesn't mean I'm sad or different. It's like I'm just into different stuff than some of my mates are. And yeah. similarly, like, uh, it's, it's relevant at this, this 
time of year, I guess. Um, on New Year's Eve, I stay home on my own yeah. and I choose a film. I yeah. select it in advance that I've not seen before and I line that yeah. up to watch. I have some great food. I have a bit of a reflection on the year and I love it. It's my favourite night of the year. All my mates think I hate New Year's Eve because I stay at home on my own and watch a film. And no matter how many times I say, no, no, I'm really happy doing that. What? Well, they think there's oh, something wrong with they you. Think I'm, yeah, they think, oh, he hates New Year's. It's, it's like, no, I'm just... If New Year's is this big event, then I'd rather do it, do something I love for it, rather than go, well, I'm meant to be in an overcrowded pub, overpriced, uh, paying to get in with people who are too drunk Forget and it. have a horrible time, because that's what you're meant, that's how you're meant to enjoy New Year's. It's like, right, no, I'll do it, I'll enjoy it the way I enjoy it. What do you reckon the percentages of people who actually love New Year's Eve? It, I mean... It, if, the, you know, if you, the percentage you say, of, how was it? it was shit. Yeah, the percentage of people who actually love it is really low. The percentage of people who c- manage to convince themselves that they love it is probably a bit higher because you've, you've invested... Because, again, there's, there's, such, there's so much investment put on it, not just financially, but emotionally. It's like, it's that big night. It's the big night well, that we have same, to have an amazing it's time. It's the same with um, the travel stuff I did when people were going, oh, you lucky bastard. You got to travel the world. Why, why are you moaning? Why are you moaning? And I think if they went to these places and were honest with themselves, they'd have found the same problems. But I think because most people, when they go away, it's a holiday mm-hmm. and they've worked hard to save the money for the holiday yeah. and they get two weeks off a year or whatever, they've, they've got to convince themselves that that holiday was good. Yeah. Because otherwise, if it wasn't, what's the point? They've been working hard to make the money for the yeah. holiday. So the worst thing that can happen is that they leave that holiday going, that was a waste of time, what a shit that was. I spent a year building up to this and yeah, now it's over. And it's, and it's crap. Let's look to next year. Yeah. So I think <laughs> there's a lot of convincing themselves. I think that's what goes on in life. You just constantly sort of going, yeah, that was, that was good, wasn't it? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I, I liked it. Did you like yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, it was brilliant, wasn't it? And look, I've got a picture of me smiling to show that. Yeah, I was enjoying it. I'm going to show other people that I was enjoying it because like, I'm smiling, so I'm, I'm definitely happy. I definitely enjoyed it, look. I'm looking the yeah. smile on my face. You know what I mean? And you'll start to remember it that way as well. Yeah, well... Oh, we loved it there. That's, that's in one of the episodes. Yeah. That's, that's touched upon on one of the episodes about, you know, that what you put out there, you know, photographs, you know, how you're told to smile for a photograph. And if you don't, people sort of go, let's take it again, you're not smiling. It's like, well... I've got no reason to. I'm having the right time, but I don't have to show everyone with a smile yeah. that I'm that I'm happy. Again, it's another thing that has confused a few of my close mates for years is I'm not a big smiler in photos. No. It's like if there's something's happened, I'll smile. But otherwise I'm like I'm not gonna be looking angry. It's just, it's just it, your, here, your normal here stance. Here's what here's yeah. what I was then. Yeah. Rather than a smile now. Give me a reason to smile, and I might. Well, but like they say, that, on, on a passport photo, they yeah. just say neutral face, don't they? Yeah. You don't sit there grinning like a like a gawp. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it's just like just look into the camera, and that that is you. That's your, your normal face. But um, now I I struggle with all of that. A lot of people, are, oh, I can't be dealing with him. He's miserable. He's always moaning. Uh, I think there's a lot more of me out there. I'm not I'm not odd. I'm not on my own, and yeah. I think that's why some people like it as well because they do relate. Yeah. I think yeah. that's all we're looking for, isn't it? People who you can relate to. Completely. On, on, on that kind of holiday f- f- front, I think part of, part of enjoying a holiday is having 
a job or a boss to be on holiday from. And I think you lose that sometimes when you go into the, the creative world. I was going to say that. So do, do, do you miss your XFM days? Because I, I, I was at XFM a, a few years after you and I had a, a radio show there and <laughs> yes. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I was still then happy to go on to other things. So it's not like I'm like, oh, I'm pining for those days. But how was that? Because you were just there producing yeah. originally. Um, I, I, I read somewhere that friend of the podcast gal porter um oh, yeah. you made her go home c- crying on her first day but other I don't than want, that, do you know what i don't really remember what was going <laughs> I've on i just there. read it online i didn't have a chance to I talk know, to gail I, about no, it i don't i don't think i made her get upset no it was just i think it was she had a room full of like people in the studio do you know like all the people yeah and they were all saying like it's great after every link they're yeah. all like really positive and because I'm not like that, you know, that they were like, it's good, isn't it? It's good, it's good. And, you know, when you just sort of go, look, yeah, it's fine, but let's just not get carried away, you know. This is just a radio show, and it was, it was all right. <laughs> now it's special. Yeah. You did and I links. think I got sick of that. It was like that over and over again for a couple of hours. And it was like, you got through it, you know, well done type thing. And I, who knows? Who knows what was going on in yeah. her life? Yeah. It's funny, when you're younger, you kind of, you just... You don't think about what people are going through, do you? No. You just see them as you see them. Or you're the lead. I, yeah. I say this all the time, but you're the lead in the film and you don't realise yes. that they're the lead in the That's film. That's a good way of doing and, it. And, and, and they all are. Everyone is the lead Everyone's in the film. Everyone's got the really little hard to shit get your head going on. That. And it's natural. It's, it troubled me for a while because I'm like, well, this is really arrogant and selfish. But it's not. It's natural. Everyone is the lead. But yeah. Then so at that realize. time, that must have been, I don't know, 15, 16, 17 years ago or something. Yeah. So who knows what was going on? But, um, yeah, my time at XFM. <sighs> you see, I was happy because I, I, I pre-recorded all of my oh, shows. So I was working with a guy, Dan Rido, Chris Bourne and Neil Fern. And it was just, there wasn't anyone being all, let's make it all hype and yeah. positive. Because it wasn't live, I guess. There's not that. Yeah, you, you haven't got that extra. It's like, no, here's my podcast. Yeah. Or yeah. here's my radio Radiously. show. It's like a podcast, essentially, but yeah. But yeah, how was your... Because you started in the background and then because of Ricky and that, you were pulled... Yeah, back in. I mean, I'd done radio on my own before years ago, and then and then they dragged me back into it, and um, I was worried about it because because I'd been sacked from it before, and I was concerned that oh, here we go again, same thing's going to happen again, going to lose my job, not going to pay the bills. Yeah, so I was worried about it, um, and it started off, you know, talking once or twice a show. And then the next week, you know, it was like a bit more, a bit more. Did they enjoy it? You see, I saw it. It was a bit of extra money. It wasn't that much money, but it was some extra. My girlfriend was working Saturdays anyway, so it was something to get up for. I didn't have much else going on. So it was just, yeah, it was, it was all right. It's, do you know, like a lot of people love that radio show. Yeah. But when you're involved in something, to you, it's just, oh, it's just a thing. We're just doing it. It's work. We're just doing it. Yeah. We turned up, killed a couple of hours... Sometimes they really pissed me off. I mean, there was one show when I left early because I just couldn't... They were annoying me too much and I went to Hastings. I just got on a train and the train to Hastings was there. It was like, let's go. Was there um, anything that you had to do in Hastings? or was that No, just... it was literally just, I want to get away from here. I want to get away out of London. It's doing me head in. And yeah. Ricky annoyed. I can't even remember what he did. I think he... Uh, see, it shows what Ricky's like as a person. Do you know, like, how he, he's interested in the human mind mm-hmm. and... And we work, and I think he just pushed the wrong button on me. Yeah, it's also interesting 
that it was something that annoyed you enough to get on the train to Hastings, but still you have to rack your brain for which, I reckon, the, for I, which thing it was what, he did, I think which it was. time it was. <laughs> it, it was in, it was in. I think this, is, this, is, this isn't the occasion that time, I know this was another one, that he questioned my ability to do my job. Right. You know, and it really pissed me and off. And that's different from questioning your beliefs, your thoughts, your ideas. Totally. It's yeah. like, no, this is what this I is do. This is why I'm here. This yeah. is what I do. And and he was always, he did, I remember he did it before and I was editing something and he was going, no, edit from there to there. Uh, I, wa- I wanted to leave, but I can't. I'll have to sit here with you now to make sure you do it right. And I was really like, do you know, do you know fucking cheeky that is? Yeah. This is what I do. Yeah. You know. I know what I'm doing. And I really, like, and, and he was laughing his head off because he saw... Like, most stuff doesn't bother me. It's water for ducks back a lot of the time. Yeah. But I think he found it interesting that that was the thing that really pissed me off. Yeah. And that's what he does. Yeah, he, he finds prods, it. Oh, hello. He finds it. Oh, there's a, oh, it's like a little, you know, <laughs> loose tooth or whatever. Just give yeah. it a wiggle. I didn't know wiggle. that was going to be the one. And, and then he remembers it and then he knows how to annoy me. Yeah. When he wants to. So, yeah, it's an odd, odd thing. I look back on it as just... Uh, when I first came to London, it was a time when it was all a bit of a struggle and we didn't have much money and it was all a bit touch and go if we'd have to go back to Manchester. But by the time I was doing that show with them, things had settled a bit and that's why I was worried about losing my job. I think I might have even had a mortgage on a small flat. So it was like, it's all right for you lot. Yeah. You're you're made, you two. Yeah. But if you've Fuck this up and I get the sack because I'm meant to be sort of controlling what you say and do on air and you're not listening to me. Again, I think that's what people liked. I think listeners like that. I think they could hear me a bit nervous about what they were yeah. saying and that. So, yeah, I don't look back on that as um, as anything great. I don't really... I don't listen back to clips on that. I watch bits of animation and stuff like that that they turn the podcast stuff into. Yeah. But I never go back to the XFM stuff. I find... I think I, got, I, got, I was a bit depressed as well by the end of working there. I was there for nine years and I'd got to a point where... Do you know when you've been doing a job a long time and you start sort of moaning a bit to younger staff? Right. And they're all excited about the job and love it, but you don't because you've been there too long. Yeah. And I remember thinking, I've, I've got to get out of this. I'm, I'm ruining this I'm for ruining other people it. Yeah. as well. And I remember when I was younger at a radio station in Manchester when there was people like that, and yeah. I sort of go, is he moaning? It's a great job. Yeah. And I was working for free. You know, I loved it. Why is he not happy? And I just thought, this is the dream that I wanted to work in radio, but I'm, I'm not enjoying it anymore. Mm. You know, I've had enough. So it was, a, it was an odd time, and I remember just deciding one day, I mean, you know, we'd done the radio show... Ricky had mentioned the idea of podcasts and I remember the boss just sort of walking past my little studio. I just worked on my own in a studio for most of the week, just a tiny room making stuff. And um, yeah, I said to the boss, I said, listen, I'm, I'm going to call it a day. And he was like, yeah, all right, yeah, see you tomorrow. And I went, no, 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 I mean, I, I can't do this. can't do it anymore. And he's, he's sort of like, what's happened? I've just, I'm not enjoying it. I've done it for a long time. I've got to, I've got to do something else, and it was it was having that podcasting there that Ricky said we could do, and you know the Guardian sponsored it, and it wasn't much money. It maybe I got, I, I seem to have a figure in my head of like twelve hundred quid a month, right? Um, so that was four shows. Was it weekly? Yeah, it was weekly, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, so it was like right. Well, that's a bit of money enough to. I didn't have a fancy lifestyle. 
but it freed me up. It got me out of there, and I suddenly, it was nice having um, having the fear a little bit of, God, I've got to, got to do something now. Yeah, I've done. Yeah. I've jacked it in. I've done the hard bit. You've got you've, and now you've got nothing to fall back on anymore. Nothing. Mm. I mean, a girlfriend had a job, but you know, um, we couldn't afford to just swan about. So um, I, I think I have better memories of podcast stuff. Yeah. Because suddenly it felt like this is now the job. Yeah. So I've got to, like, bring something to yeah. the party. Yeah. And I don't know how we did it. I mean, it's hours and hours and hours worth of stuff, and you're just, just talking. And, yeah, I, I have good memories of it, but there's nothing left. I feel like uh, some fruit that's been sort of <laughs> squashed and everything's come out of it. You've reminded of all, 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 all I the have, gold. Honestly. It's, it's, I mean... It's an interesting one because one of the things that comes to mind as well. So the podcast is what really threw you into the public eye hugely. I remember the first time mm. I saw you it was on an extra of, of Ricky's Politics DVD. Right. And you were were looking at your your book of freaks, oh, my book of freaks. which was really good fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah God, have you, you're still a still fan of it. the still unusual. Got still yeah, got the book. I'll always, I'll always um, anything weird in life. I still see things now online where I go. Oh, if we were still doing travel shows, yeah, I'd be visiting that. Okay, I'd want to go and see that. There was a bloke who was reading It's interesting, though, that you've not got enough desire to visit it just as Carl the person. If we were doing a travel show, I'd visit that. I yeah, mean, well, you, I can't. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what it was. I'll tell you what it was. It was a bloke in Uganda whose farts were that bad that he could kill mosquitoes, <laughs> right? So it's not a reason to book a holiday. It's not a reason to go somewhere. But it was a, an interesting thing. Within six foot or something, and they don't know why, he just eats normal food, he eats the same stuff as his mates, he's quite healthy, he washes, <laughs> and, but he's got this fart that apparently could be worth millions. I mean, the, the mosquitoes are like well, the number one yeah. killer yeah, 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 in the world. It's a More deaths than anything else. Yeah. So he's got this inner power that if they can stick in some sort of spray can or whatever, he could, could sort the world up. Well, he probably wouldn't sort the world's problem. If no one dies, it's, there's another problem, isn't it? Yeah, can't yeah, have too yeah, many yeah, people yeah. surviving. But anyway, so when I see things like that, I go, oh, it'd be good to sort of go and see that happen. Yeah. Because it's all in... All right, it was on the BBC website, so that gives it a bit of weight. Um, you're thinking, what's happened there? Why is this, this isn't, you know, it was all Brexit and politics. Why is this so low down on the story order? <laughs> Why isn't this on news at 10? Yeah. And finally, yeah. you know, um, so I still, I do, I still do love that because it's what makes the, it's what makes getting up in the morning worthwhile for me, yeah. those sort of things. It's the fun stuff. The fun right. stuff because I've just, as, as I've got older, I just, I don't know, I worry about how long I'm going to be here. mm it's like, God, the world is... The news is depressing. Everything seems broke. You know, look at that. On cue, police yeah, sirens. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Whereas when you're a kid, you don't... I don't, I don't it was ice cream men. That's what you heard. Yeah. It, it, everything seems depressing. You know, the world's knackered. We're polluting it, you know. Why can't we go back to the days of monkey news rather than Brexit news? Seriously. And Steve did all this with me with the travelling to broaden my mind. And a bit of me, I wish I was sort of the... Um, what is it? The uh, What's that saying? Oh, what's the saying? When you don't know anything, you're happier. Ignorance is Ign- bliss. Ignorance is bliss. Yeah. There's something in it. I know you can't sort of just... It's true. ...pretend nothing's 
you know, bad is going on in the world. I know, but maybe leave that to the people who can do something about it's it. It's the problem with social media at times, that we're just exposed to too much stuff. Like, we're not meant to know everything horrible that's going no. on in the world. It makes it seem... Like, I genuinely think stuff hasn't... Obviously, there's ups and downs of how things are going, but I think, on the on the whole, things probably haven't got worse in the last 20 years than they were 40 years ago or whatever, but we just, we're aware of every bad thing that happens, whereas previously we wouldn't be. If someone died in, 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 in some small town in America, I wouldn't know about it in England, and now I do, and it's fucking horrible. Why have we wanted this? No idea. But it does, honestly, it really... I, I sort of feel it, and one of the episodes, and this is kind of like about finding out that I'm fit and healthy, and I'm going to live for like another forty years, and it's just like, uh, do I want that? Yeah, you know, we're it's, all it's genuinely. When you said you worry sometimes about how long you're going to live, I genuinely thought, in which direction are you worrying? No, well, that's like, what that's too what, little or too much because I, I mean. am exactly the same. It's like oh, I'm knackered now. Yes, another. Yeah. 38 years or 40 or whatever it's going to be. Yeah, and life is... Oh, that is, seems like a big ass. I mean, look, I didn't want to come on this and moan. I wanted to be happy. <laughs> but I think everyone's feeling the same thing. I think everyone has it where you get up and you're like, oh, God, I'm still here. Still here. Yeah. I'm going to get through this. What are my aims? Am I ever going to get there? And, yeah, just stuff gets me gets me down. And I, need, I do need to find something else you know the the oddities are weird and that's good there was also a story yesterday do you see those things about the innkeepers like these worms that are under the ocean no they look like knobs right are these the ones who've washed up in yeah california? in california yeah, just yeah, in san francisco yeah and they're always under the sand but for whatever reason a storm happened and it's churned up the sand under the sea so on this beach it's like loads of knobs everywhere and um it's just stuff like that that you go god I've been on the planet years. I didn't even know they existed. So yeah. that sort of learning stuff of weird stuff, and thinking, what's, what's the purpose of them there? Are they what are these innkeepers? What are they here for? And stuff like that is good, but there's not enough of it. I need I need loads of that every day. Yeah. And people send stuff on Facebook. People are quite good at going. Have you seen this? Have you seen this bloke with two heads? And sometimes it's like, yeah, I have, yeah. I have a know about him. Because uh, I've, I've, I'm hunting that stuff out and I'm I can tell them about it. Him, no, I have. It's, it's like, yeah, I know about him. He's the one who... Um, it's a story about... Um, it's, actually, he's got one head, two faces. Right. And he, um, it's a story that one of them's sort of evil. The back of his head is like an <laughs> evil down one. And it keeps the other bloke awake at night. Oh, wow. Terrifying. That's That's horrific. Don't know if the, how, what truth is in it, but just the thought of that, I like it. I like it. It's my escape, and you know, I don't have to watch a box set for it. It's not something that's dragged on and on about this weird thing. Just, just the image of this head with two faces and that idea that it's been—that's enough for me. Yeah, it's just that's enough for me to sit there and go, imagine that. Yeah, not being able to get away because I don't even think you could put plugs in your ears because there is ears as well. You haven't got separate ears. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So he'd yeah, probably pull the them shit. out. It's just it's just like, oh, God. And in a way, that's the battle I'm going on about. We're sick of it. It's that yeah. thing of the voice in your head. You can't, yeah. you cannot shut it up. Yeah. If it's down about something, you can't just switch it off. It's there continuously judging you yeah. all the time, you know, questioning everything you do. You know, like a, like a, like a judge, you know, you know, Dragon's Den or whatever, just yeah. someone there going, why, why are you doing that? I'm out. What are you doing that for? Yeah. Yeah. 
can't remember why. We is 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 there anything? Uh, speaking of, of of judging your choices and decisions, it feels like artistically the choice of these two versions of Carl and the stories you can tell, the things you can do, is perfect. Is there anything? Has there only been, been any points practically that you've been like? I regret this. Because, again, you've got twice as much work, right? You've got right. to play b- both yeah. roles. You've got to change costumes. How often are you like, why the fuck did I make it like this? Load, loads of times. Can we funny. have one of them be a cat? It, well, it's like, it's like at the beginning, you know, I was like, are we creating a ball ache here? What, one giant ball ache? And Richard, who I wrote it with, was like, no, 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 I'm going changing you. No, it's fine. If anything, that'll give you a break, won't it? You'll be at a go off to the trailer and have because it's important for me sometimes just to have a moment yeah and um it was like you can go off to the trailer you, it's a chance to have that moment because you've got to get changed to play the other side and uh, and all that you go yeah all right then now in reality that doesn't happen you know there's a fella playing my body double called mike and sometimes i remember one scene we're in the field it was freezing in the field They'd rented some house down the road for us to use to get changed in, right? But you've done filming. You know what it's like. Everyone's always up against the clock, aren't they? Yeah. It's all rush, rush, rush. Mm-hmm. Hurry up. Hurry up. You know, we're going to lose the light. Hurry up. So there was a, a moment where it's like, I've got to get changed. And Richard's like, do you have to go back to the house? Can you change here? So he's like, well, the clothes are there, aren't they? And he's like, well, Michael's got the clothes on that you need to wear, so just swap. <laughs> so he's like, fuck, you know. So I'm in a field here, in the middle of, you know, people, everyone looking on, Changing swapping clothes, putting on some, you know, <laughs> warm clothes from somebody else's body heat. And there was a scene that was, uh, I had underpants on in a certain scene. And then they were like, oh, they're your underpants. And I went, yeah. And I said, well, we haven't got, we haven't got another pair so he needs to wear them so we can get the shot. It's like, Richard, they, they're my underpants. And he's going, well, can you just... It's like, I've never been asked to take my underpants off to give to someone else. So it was, it was stuff like that. It's just like, this is a bit of a low, isn't it? Is he even happy with it? Do you know, and you best check with Mike that he's happy yeah. putting on my underpants. You see, Mike is the U at XFM at that point. He's just trying to do his job. He's, he's, he's the one it. that's going to get sacked. If this, yeah. does, if this doesn't work out with the pants, you know, he's the one that's, that's going to get that's sacked. That's very true because... You're the Ricky. You're the one who's changed. pushing the boundaries right. going, I don't want to take my pants no, off, all right? You're right, you're and right Mike's as well. going, just fucking give me the pants. I it, want... it was exactly <laughs> that. You're right, because, you know, like I said, I was always changing bits and pieces at last minute where, you know, it's like... Uh, I wouldn't have a t-shirt on it. I've just got out of bed, so maybe I'd, I'd be topless here. And it, you know, it's his. You're asking a big, big ask for some people, aren't you? Yeah. It's just hang on a minute. I thought it was just a bit of a body double, not like showing flesh and that. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, there yeah. is a lot of people around. There's like fifty odd people working on set, and then, you know, I'm used to that now because of all the travel stuff and just of being course, naked. Yeah. But you ask someone else to take the top off in front of people. It's not everyone's not that particularly if they've that. not prepared for it if you that's know you're doing true. it there's that's a different thing true. a bit of a mental prepare right here's what's happening yeah, today whereas I'll if trim it's just stuff a bit yeah exactly have a bit of a tidy up yeah. make everything as presentable as as, yeah. as you need yeah no you're right you're right um you do make an effort yeah that's like when you have your um balls checked and that yeah um <laughs> a little bit of an effort for the doctor exactly um, i'm sure he appreciates it but yeah it was a pain in the ass um but everything in life i think 
nothing's ever perfect. I was going to ask like how it compares to working on something like Derek, where you've not written the lyrics, no, I was going to say lyrics, the yeah, lines. The lines. Um, I chatted to David Earl about it at one point, and he was saying it was intimidating at times because yeah. there were people who were proper, proper actors, actors that were kind of... It put some pressure on... He, he said that you and him had... I'm not, I won't say any names because I'm not going to tell any stories, but he said that you two had one moment where someone kind of said... You guys, yeah. you've got to get in line yeah. or whatever else. Yeah. It's like no, he said it was fucking terrifying. I, I'm, I'm not an actor. He's trying his best. Fell into that by accident, and suddenly, you know, you got to remember everything I did before that. It was either with Ricky and Steve in a room and with microphones, yeah. and we mates and we get on, and then, then the travel stuff was like, well, I've just got to say what's on my mind. That's the job. But suddenly, with a scripted thing, you. you you are... I mean, Ricky was good at sort of going, look, you, you just do, you know, the, 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 try and get across the idea that's on the page in your own way. You know, it wasn't word for word, but there was a bit... There was some stuff where it was important to hit certain phrases or lines so the next person knows what that it's their turn to talk. Yeah. And I just was like, this isn't... No-one's prepared me for this. I've sort of just agreed to something that I haven't done. Yeah. My brain doesn't remember shit yeah and it's not because i'm lazy the night before i'd be looking at stuff yeah it just doesn't work like that I, and, and you're in instantly at, at quite a high level yeah because of the stuff you've done before that isn't related to this so rather than oh your first one you've got a walk on in casualty yeah or you're being arrested in the bill yeah it's like no you've got big scenes in yeah, big Rick, moments Rick said, oh listen it's just a small bit you're just a caretaker in the background don't worry about it and it kind of got more and more and i was like i can't i can't do this or when he or, or you, or when you f- flip on that guy in one of the episodes, the guy who's there doing all the checks... And, oh, and yeah. Look at, and it's the highlight of, 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 of the series. But again, there's a lot of pressure on that, because that is the point where your character stops just being yeah. essentially Carl. Yeah, stops being that be... moany little guy yeah. and, and, yeah. and goes, fuck you, yeah. kind of thing. And yeah, no, you've you're got right. to deliver that. It's uh, a lot to I, ask. I remember saying to him, can you take that out? Because I can't do it. That's like proper acting, that. Yeah. And he went, look... Just do it, and then we'll see. We'll make a decision later. If, yeah. if it's really bad, won't use it. But and then he he was happy with it. But it was just the the remembering of lines. I found out by doing this that my short term memory is better than long term. So like, right. if it came to lines and stuff, I was better literally having the lines in my hand, like moments before we're about to record yeah. there's no point me doing homework at night yeah yeah right yeah it just i could do it and then i'd wake up in the morning i go oh, it's gone it's i don't fun. know any of it so yeah. it's it's pointless and um yeah that was the the stress with that it was just i mean dave was the same david yeah. was the same so at least i had someone Again, it's, there. it's hilarious to hear because those are the two characters that stole the show for me that right. i thought were amazing so to hear from both going yeah i thought that we were out of our depth didn't Re- know what we're oh, doing really felt and because you know, at least in sick of it i'm kept busy and yeah. i'm needed on every scene whereas in that there was moments when you know it's like it's weird to get you in at six in the morning and then they don't call for you until half ten yeah and that, you just world. sat there working yourself up like a, a a nervous wreck whenever i've had that i quite early on i've had to remind myself i've worked in factories so i'm, yeah. I'm being paid to sit in a trailer here. it's all right do, yeah, do you know what I mean? Because you do, as soon as you get it a few days in a row, you do get into that game. Like, I was picked up from the hotel or whatever at five o'clock and I'm, I've been sat here in a stupid costume for four hours 
what's going on. But, yeah, but, like, actually, but you feel, but you, I tell you what, though, working you in the relax. factory, you sort of feel like you've got a use and you've made yeah. a difference. When you've been sat there with a stupid wig on it's in not a trailer, a it's hours, not a relaxing, and you sat there going, I'm just a bit of meat here. <laughs> That you yeah. feel like some sort of prostitute gets called up, that like, there's a customer here. Yeah. <laughs> Room four, you're going in. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you're just waiting it. to be called. Yeah. And um, it did me no good. Dance and, and, then and then you've got to be off. you've got to be ready to do that yeah. dance. Yeah. You might not be. You might have worked yourself up into a wreck and then it's like, right now, it's like, hang on, I'm not, I'm I've, I'm just been sat there for four hours going through it over and over this. Yeah. Because if you do that, you normally can't yeah. do it. It's yeah, suddenly you've overdone, you've yeah. overdone it. So you do have to leave it so it seems a bit fresh. So, yeah, it's it's not for... To be honest, it's the wrong sort of work for me. It is, I would... My head would be a lot, lot happier. If it wasn't about money, my head would be happier probably doing something a bit... a bit repetitive in terms of, like, something in a factory. Yeah. Where that's what you do, and then when you clock off... You, you say, I say all this, but I know that that's what I did do. And I remember going, I can't do this. All you wanted was something else. I wanted yeah. something else, but is that life for you? You always want something yeah. else. So you're never happy. I guess it is. Well, I mean, to wrap things up, because you did kind of, you were thrust into it almost... By accident. Unwillingly, yeah, yeah, kind of by accident. How have you found it? Because it's, it's something that I've found, like I do a, a drunk cast as well, right. that me, I recorded... I won last night. It's me and two mates yeah. who I've just known all my life, and we yeah. get drunk for five hours and we put it out over Christmas. And because we're mates, we're really horrible to each other, and, it's and we bully each other, and it's fun and it's a laugh. But every now and then, someone online will jump in because they've listened to the podcast, they've heard it, they're our mates, and they'll jump in and insult me or one of them. And I won't find it as funny. No. And I wondered how you found that because you came into the prominence with. As I said, you're doing them every week, so yeah. you, there's, there's so, so much. It's just work, it's just getting through, but it's you and Steve and Ricky all having a laugh, but bullying each other as well. Yeah. So then all of a sudden, as you said, you walk on Alan Carr, and he's like, you haven't made an effort. And it's yeah. been like, what? We've not... What's yeah, going on? I've only just met you. Yeah. So have, 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 have you had that, had to deal with that? People yeah, that, having that familiarity to have loads, a dig and be horrible when you're like, to- I mean, off, it's, it's, sometimes they're not being horrible, it's just being over-familiar. And yes. I've, I've said before, it's kind of what I imagine having dementia would be like because people just come up and say stuff to you yeah. as if they know you. Yeah. And yeah. it's always, I always have that moment when I go, do I know them? Because yeah. they're being that familiar, do I actually know them? And I have yeah. to sort of go through my head and go... I don't know, it's just a bloke, just a bloke who sort of has listened to stuff over and over again and mm. knows me. And um, It's a one-way relationship. It is, really. and I struggle making, like, new mates because of it, in a way. Mm. Because I always feel like I'm the one on the back foot. They know a lot about me. Yeah, yeah, And I know yeah, nothing yeah. about them. Yeah. And it's really weird, because there's, there's a bit of me when I go to say something, and then I think, oh, they'll think, like... Or they might go, oh, I've heard this, mate, yeah podcast season three episode four yeah and i go well it's it was just it, that just that sorry about that yeah. just reminded me i'll try of and that. think of something new here for you <laughs> yeah some new material yeah in so life. but like you said it's not it's just that that's how chat is isn't it yeah. you're all sharing stories yeah. that's life yeah sharing stories and there's only so many things that happen and then the other problem is some stories that happen in my life they might work on a podcast but when you're telling someone normal, they look at me like I'm a loon. 
So like when I'm telling you about the farty man or whatever, <laughs> yeah, a lot of people yeah. would go, you know, there's a general election. Or, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Why are you reading that? Or um, there's just things that, that are very me. But if I'm, if I'm saying that stuff without the laughter track of Ricky, yeah. picking holes out of it. The human laughter track. You see people sort of edging away. Yeah. I had a builder around. I was telling him about a... See, I'm even nervous about telling you about okay. it because it isn't really a story. It was just a thing. <laughs> but we've had this spider for a bit. Right. Just near the front door, house spider. Yeah. And every morning when I've come down, it's there and it's web. It's quite big. And then the, the cat comes out of the garage and goes over to it and sort of taps it. It never kills stuff. It always... It, it gets mice and all that, but never kills them. It brings them in. Right. And this spider, it's not going to kill it. It just sort of taps it and the spider runs off on the thing and the cat sat there watching, waiting for the spiders to come out again. And that's kind of it. That's that's what goes on. That's the cat's life. That's its morning thing. The spider, it's like, oh, here's a cat again. I'm run yeah. And then the other day, the spider wasn't there. It was somewhere else and it was walking really slowly. And uh, I was like, it's not well. Not well, this spider. And um, Builder come round, sort of finished on it. He came in. I was going, can you just, uh, just hang on a minute? He's going, he's going, there's a spider, spider. There's a spider here just now. It's, it's normally over there. It's happy. And, and I could see him looking at me like, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? But I love insects and that. So I was going, oh, here it is. And it was walking really slowly. And I was going, just watch where you're walking, will you, mate? Because... Uh, and uh, I managed to sort of scoop it up. And do you know spiders, normally when you scoop them up, they, they leg it. Yeah, they scurry. It was walking really slow and I was going, it's not well. So I put it in a plant pot, an empty plant pot. And then I went back later and it was dead. It just, do you know how they get like rigor mortis? Mm. And uh, the builder was like, have you put it in there? I said, it's dead. Uh, and he could, I think he could see that I was a bit kind of like, shit. Mm. You know, I like that. And yeah. it's sad, like the next day the cat... We sat there waiting for it again. Yeah. And it, stuff like that, a lot of people, I can see your eyes drifting now, Pip. You're thinking, it's, why it's are you telling me this? It's the door open. But, no, I but, like but, it. But, but no, it's just that things like that get me down. And yeah. you could say that my life must be pretty good to be worried about how spiders just like dying. But um, it sort of just sums up life for me, that. Yeah. It's like, there it was one day, next day it isn't. Yeah. I'm missing it, the cat's missing it, but the builder couldn't give a shit about it. And, and the it, fact is that you... you you got involved and tried to help. And it's I, still, I always do. you know do. what I mean? That's the you thing can't. that makes it sad. It's not just you woke up and it was gone. It was like you woke up, there's something wrong here. It. it was like it was using its last I'll breath pop it to here. Maybe this will to help. To go, like, I've, I've made it through the night. I just want to say thanks for letting me be in your house. It was that sort of thing. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it, it's stories like that, that I'm sort of regretting telling you. But on a podcast with Ricky and Steve, they would have, like rip that apart yeah and it's funny how that to some people have you heard the spider story yeah have you heard him yeah. and when ricky said da, 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 without that they go fuck me is he having oh, has, has he lost it or what so it's kind of that's what i'm saying about um we're sick of it the tone of it that he's trying to say something and i'm trying to say something but sometimes people didn't know i was trying to say something yeah they were just going, oh, this will be good. Let's see uh, yeah, Ricky, yeah. you know, rip, you know, rip his ass out for this yeah. one. Whatever. Yeah. Is that a saying? I've yeah. heard someone say yeah, that. Yeah, it is. Um, so, yeah, uh, that all came from you saying people being over familiar <laughs> and knowing you when they don't know me and, and how I struggle meeting new people because 
that builder, that builder. That builder's like, why what? Why do you care about, how do you know he's walking slow? How do you know yeah. the speed he normally walks yeah. at? And I felt a bit kind of embarrassed, but then I was like, no, that's me. That's what I find interesting in life. And yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if we've if, if anyone's learned anything new about me here today, Pip. I don't, I'm I don't sure know. They have. I'll, I'll I'll wrap things up now. What, what what's ahead? I mean, as we're recording this, we're just before Christmas and New Year. Is is there any TV or anything that you've got planned to get watched? Or that I you're want excited to finish about? the end of uh, Upright. Right. Um, this thing with Simension. Right. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Enjoying yeah, that. I was on like episode three of that. I just want it to happen. I just want it to. I think, like, you, you've touched on it in the way that you said um, New Year's Eve and stuff mm. like that. For a lot of people who have normal jobs, that's the that's holiday time. It's time away from work, so they can enjoy it. Yeah. But when you're kind of freelance, self-employed and all that, yeah. weekends are the time when I don't leave the house. Yeah. And it's the same with New Year and Christmas. Yeah. Everyone else is going, it's Christmas. And I'm a bit like, yeah, I can't wait for this to be over yeah. again not being miserable i just don't like the fourth fun and, and and i know that it's there for families to have a catch-up and if i don't go and see my mum and dad they're like well, it's christmas and it's like yeah but i come and see you all the time yeah this is for people who, who don't, don't have, have time yeah, 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 yeah. for it yeah you know but they're still kind of like yeah but it's christmas and it's like yes i know it is yeah, yeah. but i saw you last week and i'll be seeing you again next week Christmas is just, I mean, he's December 25th. What's so special about December 25th? What, yeah. Is that when, when yeah. he was born or what? Or is someone just... Exactly. And again, it's, 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 it's a religion in a, in a world that is no longer religious. Well, a yeah. religious holiday in a, for people who, by in large, aren't celebrating it for any religious reasons. So. No, it's just just a stress. And my brother doesn't celebrate Christmas. At all. And it, no, he doesn't. Because, he's, he's, again, he sees it as a religious holiday. He's not... Good he's he's not religious. How's he feeling now then? We're a couple of weeks away from Christmas. Is it what? Um, he's a postman at the moment. God, so he's, he's feeling t- tired because he's having to, to cut. Again, it's not that he hates Christmas. It's just he doesn't celebrate it because it's not his religion. It's the same with the way I explained it to my mum is he acts on Christmas the way that sh- she acts on Ramadan. Oh. If she bumps into someone who's in that belief, then she'll be congratulating them and saying happy Ramadan and, and all these other things. Um, but if not, she'll be getting on with her life. And that's his outlook on Christmas. It's not that he's against it. My mum isn't against Islam. Yeah, <laughs> she, yeah, it's just she yeah. doesn't celebrate yeah. it. So, yeah, yeah. that's his, his outlook. But, yeah, it's constant. My parents, uh, like my dad, my dad always uh, used to have us around for a Christmas breakfast. And then when my, my brother stopped doing Christmas one year, and my dad listens to this, he'll be fine. He, at, at one point around that time, he was like, do you want to come around for breakfast tomorrow? It's like, don't pretend it's just a bre- it's a Christmas it's breakfast. breakfast. No one invites someone around for breakfast. That's not that's not a thing, or not in Essex anyway. So yeah, they kind of they they originally they'd start to try and sneak Christmas celebrations under my brother's radar, not realizing. That but they he'll could turn just, up for the Christmas dinner. Yeah, he'll be there. Put it's all fine. On, got a little cracker out on. He'd probably rather not, but he'll go for it. Yeah, if he's pushed, if he's pushed, he'll go for it. So it's yeah, he's not against any of it. It's just. He's got other plans. Like this year, he's planning on going out and doing a bit of um, a field recording because he's 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 there's a thing he's 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 looking into a lot at the moment that's about field recordings with no human made sound. And he figured when better to do that than Christmas morning? Because everyone's in. Everyone will be in. He can go and find somewhere nice that no one will be about. Yeah, and just 
do some recordings. So he's excited about for that. For himself, he's doing that for himself. Yeah, it's a project, or a friend of his is working on something. It's a weird little project he's he's doing, but yeah, he's excited about that on 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 on, on Christmas. But again, that's confusing. But again, the the the, the fun thing there is that's going to take a priority for him. If my mum says dinner's at one, it'll be like, oh, I'm recording yeah. until two. And she'll be proper confused by that. She'll be like, what do you mean you're recording till two? He's like, oh, there's a, I found a nice tree to go and sit up to get a nice... That's good, though. I like good it. That I is, like that, that is, um, He's found his thing that he wants to do and he's happy and he's just getting on with it. Yeah. And not, not, not falling to do into what it. everyone has told them. Is, yeah. is Here's the way you enjoy this. Yeah, that's what I don't like in life, the, the forced thing, the you will... You know, like, like you just said, Dan, you will enjoy this. Yeah. It's Christmas Day, smile, yeah. you know, on cue. Uh, and and it's one you, it's more difficult to opt out of than the others, isn't it? Yeah, you can you can get away with not having an Easter egg. Everyone you can get loves away with not having a pancake. Yeah. But you know no, the old um, Christmas is just yeah got to take part. But on that note, have a good Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me on. been listening to Scroobius Pip's Distraction Pieces. There we go. That was Carl. I hope you enjoyed that. I thought it was a wonderful chat. I couldn't have been happier. I, I feel we could have talked for hours, but I was delighted for the, the, the hour or so that we got. Um, I forgot to mention earlier, Pod Bible m- Magazine is out every other month. It's something that I work on, but the Pod Bible Podcast is out every week. And previous guests on that include James A. Caster and Ed Gamble, um, the, the, all of the Gossip Mongers lot, um, J- Johnny Vaughan, Kate Thornton, all sorts of amazing people. But we had our end of the year polls um, and Distraction Pieces came third in the interview section. So thank you to everyone that voted on that. Uh, Adam Buxton r- rightfully won it with Richard Heron at number two. But go and have a look, Pod Bible mag.com is where you can read the magazines and that kind of thing the pod bible podcast is on all podcast platforms and check us out on social media we're regularly posting podcast recommendations interviews chats all sorts of basically if you're into podcasts then you should be following pod bible on twitter instagram and facebook i'll be back next week as i mentioned with the safety brothers well i don't think we give any spoilers but if you can get out this weekend to see uncut gems as said if you listen to my films of the year podcast last week it's uh or on monday sorry it's 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 amazing it's it comfortably made it into the films of the year and i really urge as said i do a top 16 and there was only four that i said you're really missing something if you don't see it in this in the cinema and that was uncut gems monos waves and the lighthouse i guess i spoke of the irishman of marriage story in the cinema because of focus and on streaming services you can get unfocused or distracted but yeah that's still only half of them that as you know i think all films are better in the cinema but there was there was four and then maybe the, those other two so six of the 16 that i felt you're really not getting the full experience if you don't watch it in the cinema. As I said, I think with all films, it's improved by being in the cinema, but these were that. So yeah, Catch Uncut Gems is what I'm trying to tell you. It's great. And tune in 
Friday at 10pm to watch Carl Pilkington's new series of Sick of It. I think, as we discussed in this, I think there's probably a few people who maybe gave it a look and felt it wasn't f- for them. But as we discuss, it's it's not it's not meant to be The Office or, or, or Extras or one of these. It's a completely different tone and vibe. And it's really good. I really appreciate it. And I think it's a, yeah, a unique and uh, powerful show. Anyway, I'll be back next week with the Safdie brothers. Until then, feel free to go and check out the Drunk Cast if you missed it, the Films of the Year 2019 episode of the podcast. There's loads of good stuff. Enjoy yourselves. See you later. Ta-ta.